This is Reclaiming Yourself, brought to you with PhytologyHub.com. How we overcome fears, find our inner strength, and trust ourselves. Now here's your host, Suzanne Keatley. So welcome, Helen Thorne, to Reclaiming Yourself. Yes. I think partly you're, uh, you're one of the reasons that I'm sitting here, this podcast thing. Yeah, wanging on, putting it on the internet. Wanging all the, on. It's, it's all you, the rage. I know, right? And uh, <laughs> I think you kindly invited me, I don't think I know, you kindly invited me onto your podcast and you and Ellie was over a year, well over a year Two ago. years ago, because I remember us recording it, I think it was about this time two years ago, because yeah. we wanted to put it out in January, because I think it's a cliche, but everyone starts thinking, you know, about health and fitness and what they want to focus on. So we thought, oh, who better to have to start the new year than you, (laughs) lady. Interestingly here though, when we, the busiest time is November, because I think for Ah. many women, they're like, I don't want to get involved in that January thing. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to get myself organized and sorted, start in December and have like a good run through. Mm. It's interesting. That's good. And maybe that's a woman thing, is that you've got the foresight and, you know, you've lived long enough to know that January's going to be really pants, but actually yeah. to have it all in place is really good, yeah. yeah. And because it's really, I mean, the fitness industry, it still exists there, doesn't it? Mm. Let's get you into shape and change yeah. shape and all that stuff mm. uh, for 12 weeks. And, yeah, we want to try and... yeah strip that back and change things Mm, a lifelong love this is it you want to have a monogamous relationship with exercise you want to have this sort of Mm. uh commitment to it because it's not yeah as you said it's like you know it's like anything if you have these sort of short things it, it becomes yes it's an instant hit of dopamine or whatever but the yeah you feel a bit icky don't you because yeah. it's 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 so short term anyway we'll, we'll we'll be throwing metaphors around i'm sure Definitely. We've, yeah. we've got into the fitness really quickly so let's yeah, just yeah. let's just uh, run with that but mm. that whole idea of in your situation you've got two kids mm. very busy yeah single mom yep uh, all the things hit the ground running every day yeah uh, yeah entrepreneur mm. businesswoman comedian who is this woman you're describing i mean fitness influencer now to add to the list (laughs) and many many more things but it's it is it's uh, and you know things on a weekly basis Mm. are thrown your way and it's like how do we keep the kind of fitness thing how do we keep the health thing as a priority through those times I, i must say i was i was thinking about this last night um i was really good at making excuses and i was really the the biggest change for me is I still have those thoughts. Like I was halfway through a uh, half marathon last night. It was cold and wet. And when I was doing my loop around my local area, I could have turned left and gone home and been 7K short. But I thought, no, that's that's what old Helen used to do. And I, But I, I'm still having those conversations. It's not like I'm just completely motivated all the time. Every day is a, I have to make decisions for my health. I have to prioritize it. And so I just know now how, and this is, what I got from my work with uh, Amber as well. What I do now is I think, I don't think where I am at now, I was like, how will I feel afterwards? Yeah. And there's the satisfaction of A, completing a task, which I'm much better at now, because I was really good at thinking, oh, I can't do it, I won't do it. But now I'm like, no, I will, if it's written down, I'm gonna do it. And also how I feel afterwards. And, And it's always, sensational like if you've finished the task that you need to do and you you know you can do it i think that's it and uh, that's been a big transformation yeah is is kind of good and also setting 
harder goals as well. Before I sort of had this big transition into being a bit more sort of focused on exercise, I, I was so good at excuses and I was so good at kind of going, oh, I can I can do that much. And, and as soon as I've, and it's about little goals. Every week I sort of push myself a little bit further. So it's never about going, I'm going to run. I never think about like, I'm going to do my sub four hour marathon I just think this week I'm just going to get 20 minutes faster on my 5k or whatever and I think that for me is just like tiny little chunks all add up to the longer thing and I think that's mm. what people find overwhelming they're like oh I could never do that or I could never get to that or I could never that lose that much weight but I never s set out to lose five stone I, that was never the goal um it was just yeah and it was just about a little bit every week so I think mm. I think that's what I've sort of learned is that when you see the big picture it's too overwhelming and then you say I can't do that yeah but you can do little things and I think you and I were talking about that the other day about running a marathon just see it as eight 5k runs because you can do a 5k yeah you just have to keep doing it again and again that's yeah. it and, and like taking so if we go back to the other bit like a year ago you weren't out running 20ks no or a year and a half ago yes you were in intermittently when you were building up to the marathon but when yeah. you first started this thing yeah you were out running 1k 2k 3k it was written on a piece of paper that's what you'd committed to doing yeah was getting out the door and, mm. and moving yeah through, through a 3k and at that time you probably weren't even measuring times or no no distant, not at all you know yeah and do measure because it's lovely a year or two later yeah you look back and you go wow i know and and i think anybody who follows me knows i love a stat i love a health stat mm. but i've kept everything on strava which is really nice and also i've sort of um written some things down and now now i'm quite public about goals which i wouldn't have done before i would have found that very overwhelming and i actually think that's helped me like a couple of weeks ago i did a 10k race and i said i want to do it in 52 minutes and i did it in 51 45 mm -hmm. but i made like a public I made a public declaration that I was going to do it. And I think that fear really drives me as well. Yeah. Like I think, and the same with the marathon. I said, I want to do it in four hours and 15. And I did it in four hours, 14 minutes and 45 seconds. So like both of them just 15 seconds under yeah. over, over that course. And I was like, I was so determined, but I think you have to find your accountability, whether yeah. that's telling a friend or whether that's, Writing it down, it doesn't even have to be public. I think that's really good to kind of make that commitment to yeah. yourself. And actually, even Strava, you can have it totally private, so it can be completely for yourself. Yeah. Or you can share it with just your followers or friends, or yeah. it can be completely public. So you can, you decide, right? That's yes, it's, exactly. It's what motivates? I've mine's mine's private, but it was initially public. So there's a couple of women I don't know, but I figure they're not going to murder me. But I will. Um, a lot of people ask to follow me, but I I prefer not because yeah. i often leave from my house and yeah. i just think no have I you seen have that to... have you seen that thing on there though it hides your first, first it, yeah, well, you yeah, can yeah set it but it, yeah that, it does that now which i think is quite clever yeah it's good um yeah it's putting in the strategies it's not about the, the event or the goal or the mm. da, 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 da. it's like what do i need to do on this day or this week yeah and then how that builds up over time i'm very aware that i'm a fully walking cliche that i do get high off the exercise i do live for it i'm like oh what are my runs this week you know like i'm fully nerdy but but uh but it just sort of ricochets into all my life in terms of like i want to finish things i'm not shirking off things you know i know how i feel if i don't 
complete a task and that's the thing yeah I just feel better for it and especially like you and I meet on a Monday morning which is great because I'm like that's where I start my week is I know I'm going to do some core literally core strength core work yeah. on myself and then I'm sort of set up for the week and it's just those little wins and food is definitely a reward as well but the yeah the exercise and the payoff but also now I'm seeing the results in my body as well like that's that exponential sort of thing is that when I started out I didn't feel like I could see the changes but it was there yeah and I think that's that's that subtle though yeah and, but now I'm like oh that muscle's got a bit more defined or you know I can feel strength going up the hills now one of the things that when we first meet people when they come to the hub quite mm. often people will come uh, will be their starting point um or for some people they'll be like they'll have something in their life already like running and mm. they'll be then wanting to start strength training as a way to support that i think one of the big battles it seems um for especially for people in their 40s and 50s is this idea of spending time resources and effort on themselves yeah is such a big hurdle mm. how has that changed for you because that's very different in terms of the amount of hours you now spend on Helen mm. rather than on Helen being a mom or again I was looking at the Strava and I at, at the moment on average I do three hours of running a week and about 30k that's the running bit mm. and then and then of course I'll do some strength training or some stretching or yoga or whatever uh but beforehand no I just I didn't think I had the time yeah and that is that's the shift is that I did yeah I did have the time you know and I, I think I remember saying this on a podcast a couple of years ago and like if you've got 20 minutes to sit down and scroll through Instagram you've got 20 minutes to walk around the block yeah and and it's just about how you prioritize your time and also what what makes you feel good afterwards like will you feel good doing that or, or whatever and now I just don't have any excuses and I'm like well I just have to go to bed later or I'll the washing will wait for tomorrow yeah and beforehand i'd i'd have that around the other way mm. i can have a, i think as most people know i've got a slightly messy house but <laughs> also i feel really happy um so it's about it's about what you can kind of live with but i just find as soon as you've 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 done your exercise then you're you're great for everything else i'm a better mom and a better you know work colleague and all those sort of things but i know it's really hard because i was that person beforehand yeah. so i'm not not saying it's an easy shift but it is you know bit by bit and it's just about yeah looking at your week and going yeah i could probably squeeze in and even just going for a walk is brilliant really yeah, because if you walk haven't is, is slept excellent... for five hours in the night yeah then that kind of getting up and going out for a run is the last thing you want to do yeah so tracking back to right how do we regain some sleep how do we re regain some energy mm. um and i keep reminding you of what it was like five years ago yeah today, Helen, rather yeah, than yeah 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 here and the now because that's where so many people are is getting getting out of whatever it is, to then reclaiming and re getting this time back. Yeah, and also when you meet up with friends, like now, um, you know, I, like meet up with friends and might go for a swim together or, mm. you know, instead of like just sitting down uh, and just having a coffee, which is great, grab a coffee or here a for drink. a walk. Yeah, can or we, a drink. Or we, a, yeah. yeah, can we go for a walk first and then we'll have a drink? Or... Yeah, walk to the pub, like walk, that, yeah. you know, walk an extra stop. Um, but I've got a really good friend, Rose, and she's got a massive dog. And I'm, I always know that she walks every day. So I'll, I might ring her up when, I, when I've got like an hour off and go, oh, can I come on the dog walk with you? And then we'll, you know, have a really good session of like sharing um, 
you know how we're at with you know we've both got teenagers we've got parents who aren't, aren't particularly well so we can kind of share these sort of big emotional sort of things plus we're getting exercise plus we're having lots of coffee you know all those sort of things yes yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 all those Loves. sort of elements that kind of feed that nourish you yeah having good bitch you know all Absolutely. that sort of thing yeah and if you've got a baby in a pram same thing like getting out and walking around a park as a friend of mine who was a physio once said is that movement is medicine like it is you've yeah. got to feel that it uh it is but I, I had two children relatively close together about two years apart and I, I was broken I was broken by no sleep uh you know lots of breastfeeding and um and I was doing all the nursery drop-offs and pickups that don't drive so everything was really mm. I was physically you know I was it wasn't like I was sitting down all the time I was always lifting very <coughs> heavy babies and you know and so by the end of the night yeah all I could think of was making was pesto pasta and passing out and that was about it mm. and, a, and a glass of wine was very comforting as well yeah. that felt like the reward more than anything else yeah. so and I couldn't leave the kids and now yeah not that it's benign neglect but they're old enough they're 14 and 11 i can go for a run for an hour and i doubt that they will have moved from their ipads i'm like fine they would be on their ipads anyway if i was there half the time so i kind of think well and they're really proud of me that's really yeah. nice as a single parent they're like how was your run that's really good mm. and yeah i don't think you know this but when i mean I, we'd met you'd come to the hub and then we'd start a training but you're only about like six weeks into that yeah which you were right right in the guts of oh divorce my divorce oh awful. awfulness mm. but i i was driving home and you live near where i live yeah so i was i was driving back and i seen you walking up the hill and yeah. you had there was a few parents in front of you and i think your kids and you had all of your kids bags it was that like heavy you know yeah I just looked at, you know and i felt like a mule kids bags, yeah, yeah yeah just just everything life completely yeah. mm. heavy you just looked like you know, uh, the world was on your shoulders. Um. I've, I, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I remember a woman at a party once and she was like, I recognise you. I used to see you every morning dropping your kids off at nursery. And she said, I've never seen anyone look so tired. And Because there was no lift at Honorate Park Station. So I used to have Matilda mm. as a toddler, Hugo as a baby in a pram, and I'd have to lift the pram, I think down about 30 stairs down to the thing and then up again, you know, and then you know, he was one years old and both of my children are enormous or I'd have him in the, you know, baby Bjorn and she'd be in the pram or whatever. Ah, oh, I just felt, you know, you know, you see the, as my friend said, like the old sow <laughs> and then, you know, just, just piglets kind of either feeding off your teat or on your head or whatever that, what it felt like. But even last night, even last night, um, I've got my daughter, she's taller than me. She's, you know, she's, she's physically bigger than me. And, uh, the cats jumped in her room at 5am and she got woken up and she hopped into bed next to me because I've got a king size bed. And so, and I still, I don't know if other single women are out there, I still sleep right on the edge of my side of the bed. Like I could have, I could have anything else on that bed. Like it's like to be cobwebs. You're kind of hanging over that. Yeah, I just, I still, I just probably because of years of despising mm. my ex-husband, I'd be like as far away from him as possible. So I'm still sort of teetering on the edge. But yeah, she she hopped into bed with me last night at five. And Hugo sometimes does that if he's had a bad dream mm. or, you know, so I'm still getting broken sleep. But now I just yeah. go, shush, you're in here. You shut up. You go to bed. Get out. Get out. And, you know, and they still get sick in the night and things like that. So there's still that yeah. sort of eye-twitching tiredness but it's a little easier but I go to bed now and this again was through Amber so I make sure I'm in bed by 10 yeah even though I might fuck around on my phone for a little bit but um yeah which I have to stop doing but 
But I'm lying down. I'm resting. I'm People not... laugh at us. Like we're in. But there was last week. I was in bed at half seven one night. Oh, I'm like, oh, I, heaven. I'm, there's. I am definitely gonna be up at six. Yeah. Because Zayden just comes in to the yeah. room now. So it's like, the, I have to change. I mean, I fought with that for a good year, and yeah. I'm just like, why are you fighting with it? Why are you staying up? Yeah. Like, so I've broken that. It's that mindset thing, isn't it? Yeah. And how you break that, and it is a battle. If you know you're gonna be up in the night. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just I'm just a better person for her. I feel more awake and you know, I'm not sort of in that fog again. I don't need three coffees and and yeah, and then uh my yeah, my breakfasts are better. They're not you know, when I was really tired, the first thing I'd reach for is sugar. The first thing I'd be like, Oh, I need some jammy toast or a hot cross bun. You wanted that quick hit of sugar and that's what you thought you needed that spike just to keep you going. But actually, half an hour later, you're like, Bleh. Mm. you know, it's 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 really interesting now, the foods that I crave. And that's been a switch that has changed. Like when I went in comfort, I used to go, Oh, I need a massive bowl of mac and cheese or I need a massive thing of like, you know, which is great. I'm not knocking mac and cheese. But in terms of the comfort foods I now have, it's like what I really get off on, it's so sad, uh, is like salmon stir fry because with lots of chili because that makes me feel really full. Like you can have heaps of vegetables. I buy I buy a stir fry pack for two. Mm. So I'm like, so I'm overstuffed with like lots of greens and lots and lots and lots of salmon. Sometimes I'll eat two salmons, which is again, basically twice the quantity, but I've got that nice sense of being full. But when I wake up the next morning, yeah. I don't have that sluggishness or whatever. And it's not to say I don't eat pasta anymore, but I often will eat pasta when I'm out as the treat. And then when I'm at home, I'll try and have a much more kind of balanced yeah. thing. And I think those sort of things, but that's taken time and it's not but I'm not I don't feel like I'm denying anything because I know that I'm going to feel better afterwards and I get excited like oh yeah I'm going to get some really nice fish or really nice I made a really awesome chicken tagine the other day like a really slow cooked like chicken thigh thing with like preserved lemons and olives it was so tasty but I still obviously Love a, love a cheeky KFC. You go, when yeah. I had some popcorn chicken after rugby the other day, I was like, that's exactly what we wanted. We wanted fried chicken after rugby. Um, but, yeah, I think I think that's it's all about that balance and I don't feel like I'm denying or I'm not an arsehole about it when I'm out. I'm not going, oh, I'm only having this. No, mm. I'll have the three courses and the pudding, thank you very much. And then I really enjoy it. Yeah. I was going to ask you how, like, let, let chat about your... Um kind of time and work that you did with Amber. One thing, it sounds like you just really enjoy your food now. Love, fucking love my food. And well, I re- you've always loved your food. Always but- loved my food, but I really enjoy what it gives me now. What I appreciated with Amber when we started was it, it wasn't like, right, this is the prescribed diet from the get-go. For the first three or four weeks, we didn't really change much at all. I just gave her my food diary and she's like, why have you eaten that then? Or how do you feel after that? And and also my schedule, because I'm a, on tour as a stand-up, we'd often eat late, really late. Mm. And then, you know, you're staying at hotels, so you're like, oh, I'm going to have the fry up. And so it just kept leading to feeling crap. And then I oh, would drive for five hours and then, you know, the instant hit, you know, you'd be at the service, you're like, oh, just grab a, you know, a Mars bar or you'd grab a bag of, Red you know, Bull and yeah, and lots of Coke, Coca Cola, and all that sort of yeah, all those sort of things which you think Coca Cola and lots of smoking and all those, all the sort of little 
uh, hits that you thought you need. But then I was just feeling really sluggish. And now we do we do eat before a show rather. And then yeah, Amber was suggesting just have like a brown bread tuna sandwich because you've got carbohydrates, you've got some protein, you feel really good beforehand, and then afterwards you can go to bed not completely overstuffed with like rice and poppadums and naan bread and 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 also meat just like lots of red meat just sits mm. so low in your guts and you feel like whoa it's really hard yeah. um and yeah and even she said like what was good is like i do enjoy a post curry and i'm not going to not have that but she's like have some prawns and have some spinachy things and you know still feel like you're having the thing but just make you know maybe one dish that isn't like really heavy and saucy and you know yeah. all that sort of stuff so it's just about enjoying those choices that you make and not feeling like you're missing out and stuff yeah. like that and enjoy your burger like you know after you had a big run I, the other day I was like oh, I just really want a burrito and so I did this sort of I think it was 20k and then I just ran to a burrito, to a burrito shop, shop. Yeah. <laughs> it was great yeah so it's just about about that balance and the, like the weight loss I've been trying to lose, you know, um, weight or so over the last um, 18 months. And now I'm sort of at a, a weight that I really like and a size that I like. And I found that easy to maintain. My weight is 69 kilos and that was my goal. <laughs> that was your goal. Yeah. And it's and, and it's a funny number. So I just like now I just know. <laughs> <laughs> you stick him at 69. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's really funny. <laughs> I mean, it's really juvenile. But, you know, whatever works, whatever motivates you. <laughs> shall, we, shall we talk about the weight loss? Because it yeah. is kind of, for a lot of people, a bone of contention in terms of mm. Helen was this and you were Oh, yeah, people, were, people were furious then... that I got thin. I had some really nasty messages and people saying, you're not, you're not who you said you were. Mm. And I, I, I found that, I mean, obviously I'm very good at kind of detaching myself from people's negativity because it if you're if you're if you're running nasty shit about a stranger on the internet then you've really got to look at yourself yeah. really like you... what are you getting get what are you getting from that mm -hmm. and what what attention do you want from that and i didn't think i could lose that much weight or i didn't think i could be this size or maintain this size or whatever because i'm smaller than i've ever been like i wasn't even this size when i got married and i was I just sort of, <laughs> you know, just ate less. But I wasn't doing mm. uh, the um, exercise or anything. But, yeah. But it, I, different, it was a different approach even then, wasn't it? Whereas yeah, that was just about, about shrinking into a wedding dress. Yeah. Now, this is this is, this is is about how I feel. This is about how fast I want to run. How With Those VO2 stats. Of... Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> That's what I... Have you, have, you been, have you been checking your Garmin stats? Yeah, I'm already at 80 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> What, what, what did they say? The I, I've, got, I've got a fitness age of 20 and I'm in the top 5% of fitness for my age and gender. I was like, Brilliant. I can get in. Get in Where there. do you go from there? Yeah, yeah. i got to get down to like what, 10. 10? <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very addictive. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not silly with my weight and, I, and I, I enjoy eating and not feeling... I don't want to starve myself or any of that sort of stuff. And that's it. And you haven't. No. And so let's be clear. Yeah. Like you weren't looking at calories in your food. You weren't no. um, measuring yourself every five minutes. This no. was about what can I do? Again, going back to what's on the piece of paper, mm. health-wise, movement-wise, whatever change of mindset yeah. around food that you were doing with Amber and looking at your stress and your sleep and your recovery. Yeah. I remember Amber going, fucking hell, Helen's recovery. Like, you know, you were in the floor because you were working all hours. So with Amber, what we did was, what I really appreciated, it wasn't just like you will eat, you know, 1,200 calories a day. It was like, 
how do you feel about food? What food makes you feel good? What about swapping this for this? You know, it was very, very gradual. And so there, you know, in terms of my weight loss, it was, you know, the maximum I'd lose in a week would be a kilo. But over time, it sort of averages out to maybe two kilos or, you know, four, four or five pounds a month, mm. if that. But but some, some months I didn't lose much at all and then yeah. other months I'd lose a bit more. So, yeah, so over time, it would be five stone over about, 20 months mm. I don't even know what that is average wise but you know I've never really spiked up it's always been on a downward sort of yeah. trajectory and now I feel like this is probably you know my good sort of size 10 to 12 I feel like I'm the right weight for what I'm meant mm. to be yeah 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 we want to I don't want to look like a, you know like we're yeah. building toning and getting you yeah like, yeah strong and and I can't afford any more clothes people like I've exactly. I, I, yeah. <laughs> size 18 and now 10 to 12 is fine I can't also I, I think I think I, I don't think I could be that much thinner I think that would then I would have to stop really and we'd be telling you to sort yourself out then I'd look like, weird yeah but yeah worry about you but oh my god my boobs that's that's <clears> the real <throat> that's 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 the biggest loss I've, I've had to say goodbye I was a G cup which is a health like that's a that's a very nice melon so I was a G cup and now I'm a C cup but obviously the skin is still there. The skin yeah, doesn't okay. shrink. So it, yeah. now they just look like two hairless testicles Excellent. just hanging off. They're we were just talking like, about wearing two bras earlier. Yes, you exactly. Go running, that's I just roll perfect. them up like a fireman's hose. <laughs> 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 oh, it's depressing. But, you know, it means I can wear a shirt for the first time in forever. I never used to be able to wear shirts and, mm. you know, things. Your clothes just fit me differently, obviously. But fuck, I love my legs. My legs look great. So I'm like, well, yeah. you can't have both. I used to have great tits and not so you know slightly different shaped legs now yeah i'm and, fine i'm fine with that and just going back to like through your that whole process that i think you came in one day and we were talking and you said something about like moving on from focusing on the negative like, yeah let's forget about the shit we don't like yeah and let's really focus on the stuff we do like so yeah, I look yeah. At my legs i'm like right i really like those legs right well, i'm gonna wear it to show off my legs yeah because that kind of focus then just keeps you positive, I guess, and yeah. keeps you focused on what you feel good about your body. Mm. Because if we're feeling bad about stuff, oh god, it just yeah. it almost stays as a bit of a punishment. My boobs don't determine my value or self worth or whatever. And um, but yeah, yeah, I just had to say goodbye. They're, they're not coming back again. Yeah. Um, so that's fine. Probably could get a boot up, but I think I think people would notice. But also then for it's handy for running because then you don't have to be like oh, dancing around the place necessarily. Oh, no. You can squish them in. Oh yeah, and I, I, I yeah, I love that I can just wear a, like a little jazzy crop top now. Yeah. Instead of a bra, I've never been able to do that before. Although they do they do make a funny sound when I run down the stairs if I'm not wearing a top. It's just like this. <laughs> they just like they clap like seals, like seals' hands, uh, and that's funny. <laughs> This is, um, and again, we're kind of like reflecting on the last couple of years. But when I yeah. was at your um, book launch, yeah, I met some like really incredible, wonderful people. And something that really highlighted to me as a, as a skill, again, going back to how do we get ourselves through stuff? How do we yeah. know, set a goal and, and reach it and all that kind of stuff? But it seems like you surround yourself with the people that will support you with that. So mm. there was psychologists, there was fitness trainers, there was oh my God, nutritionists, yeah. there was then all of your amazing friends and Ellie mm. and of course, and yeah, just incredible people that I just thought actually that is a real, that's part and parcel of it, isn't it? You need those people, those mentors, those yeah, yeah. to trust them and then to just run with it 
mm. with those people. Yeah, the, the, yeah the, the women who I've met and encountered through um, both Scummy Mummies and, the, and writing the book has book, been yeah. incredible. And I really reached out because I wanted the book to feel like, you know, the most knowledgeable best friend getting you through this shit. And so, yeah, so I spoke to, yeah, psychotherapists, sex experts, um, fitness people, barristers, mm. divorce lawyers. Um, money, you had money people. Oh, yes, money that, people. Yeah. And obviously you guys. And then I spoke to people like Porna Bell, who's an incredible, mm. and Jess Foster Q. Mm. Um, and just people who'd gone gone through divorce in all aspects um the wonderful natalie lee who's star me sunday on instagram and she talked about you know shame and pleasure and things like that so there was a real gamut of it but i yeah i got so much from the book i know that it was very much about my opportunity to give back to the people who had helped me but also i wanted the book to feel like that and i hope the book is a, a fairly evergreen book as well you know obviously i wrote it going through divorce during the pandemic but that was an extreme situation but also I thought well if I've got through it in that time you know that's the worst it could have been you know in terms of surviving it without um I guess people being in your physical space I had lots of zoom calls and lots of that sort yeah. of external support but yeah but it thank you it but isn't just a divorce read I think no it's a really yeah um, strong piece of work that again will if you're going through shit. This is it. And I think the book the book has um, helped people in lots of who were already in couples and said, oh, actually, it was a good kick up the bum about having open discussions about behaviours and being in habits and things like that. So I think that's been really nice. It's lovely when people in couples have read it as well. Yeah. 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 And I think um, because you work with Elkie and I stupidly kind of Gave Amber the nod a few weeks ago to say I might do a marathon. <laughs> and and Elkie, Elkie Mace is my ma- yeah. has been my running coach for the last three years, and uh, yeah, and she used to live in our local area. She mm. used to live just up the road. And so when I first met El- Elkie, uh, we met in person, and she sort of started things. And that's when I was, was running that, that video that you did. You put up. Yeah, Elkie took yeah. that. She she took a photo of my first running session. And, um, yeah, and obviously I was five stone heavier and a lot slower, but also someone noted, you know, I was looking at the ground and just my posture and the way I carried myself is so different to how I run and uh, carry myself now. So that was kind of interesting mm. comparison. And um, I am, I'm very conflicted some days about doing the comparison photos because I know that they are really yeah. the before and after of things and it's not, and it's not necessarily saying, I never want to say that, I'm a superior person now or this is better or this is everyone's goal, but I want to show it's possible or that's the, you know, that's the journey I've done. So I try not to over, because I know for some people that can be really triggering, so I'm trying to be sensitive and I never talk about weight loss or goal weights or or any of that sort of thing because I know Mm. that that's really not what. And it wasn't never my intention anyway. So, no. yeah, just a, I weigh yeah, a really think, funny weight now. <laughs> I think you and Helly um, had um, some interesting chats about this whole idea of, like, people coming in and going, Helen, you look amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it's not, and, that, and actually, Ellie said at the time, you're still the same person. You yeah. Know, the most positive person that I know. Yeah. And that hasn't changed. No. So, Helen, like the exterior hasn't is no different no 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 no, exactly and I think that's it I became really self-conscious because I would be standing with Ellie and people would not even address Ellie they're like oh Helen look at you you look great and Ellie would say she's always looked great you know and and she would be quite defensive and I thought yeah people they don't know how to talk about yeah Yeah. 
Um, but also, I, I'm now the same size clothes as Ellie, and so that's changed our dynamic as well. You can take all oh, oh, where we can clothes. borrow each other's clothes, which is like great. Sisters. But also, Ellie's always been a size 12, mm. and people weren't going, you look great, Ellie. Yeah. And I think that kind of is a bit offensive in yeah. a way, because you're like, well... We have to be very conscious of that, and it's the same. I mean, we talk about it as coaches. Like you've got, mm. uh, we do semi-private, so it's four people in the room. Or I'm having a chat with you in one side of the room and somebody else the other. We're all we're all on our paths and we're all on our journeys. Yeah, and yeah. There's it doesn't matter how much weight you're lifting. No, it doesn't matter the size of the person. Like this is all about like yeah, getting, just fucking having a good time and just really trying to find the thing that you love and that mm. you enjoy. And people write to me going, "Oh, I don't love running." I'm like. You don't have to. You don't even have to. You don't have no. to run. You don't. You just find your thing. Maybe it's squash. Maybe it's hockey. Maybe it's yeah. rock climbing. Just find something that makes you feel amazing, and that you get something more than just the physical thing. That you all well, team sports are incredible because you suddenly you're in a community. I've just recently joined a running club, and yeah, I love it. I love. I love the healthy, wholesome dorkiness of it. And it's yeah. just divine. And you've got, even in a big city like London, you'll find these amazing pockets, these communities of people, all, yeah, all just doing their best, you yeah. know, yeah, which is great. And they're and they're out there, like, we hide away, I think, a little bit in London where we kind of surround ourselves by just a way of doing fitness and exercise yeah. that is really positive and mm. that is women-centred. And yeah. we are talking about all this great stuff. And I've been to a few events where... It just reminds me of, I guess, what goes on in in a in a standard gym when you walk into a gym, and there's that whole like, oh, yeah. testosterone and da 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 da, and how it's that makes people feel. intimidating. And remember that that we've got we've had a lifetime of being told that exercise number one is linked to weight when it's it shouldn't be. This should no. be about enjoyment, and mm. the other stuff kind of comes after. And if it's a goal, if that's a goal and it's attached to exercise, you make that decision yeah. separately. But this taking the pressure away and actually just enjoying movement for what it is and whether that is like mm. you said playing badminton or yeah walking in the woods or running just trying to find that and finding what gives you the dopamine hits you know yeah. and and just making tiny adjustments and it doesn't have to you don't have to run a marathon you don't have to do a triathlon or whatever it doesn't have to be a big thing because i think sometimes even the small adjustments can be the biggest hit when you just get a little bit faster or you go a bit further or, or whatever don't be defeatist i think that's i think it is it is about 50 percent having those conversations with you it's like yesterday it took me about three hours to leave the house just to do this yeah and it was like, and then once I was out, I was like, what the fuck have you been doing for three hours, you silly bitch? Like, yeah. I, can, I can be quite rude to myself when I'm out. Like, come on, come on. Come on. Come on, you know. Yeah. And and then there's this, this thing about going, oh, you know, all positive sort of stuff. But sometimes I'm kind of like, no, fucking you fucked around all day. You didn't have to do all those things. You just went out. And then as soon as you're home, then you, I feel really high. I'm like, yes, I'll get on with all, mm. all that, um, all the other sort of stuff. But, yeah, I just really faffed about but yeah, it's still, it's still, yeah, it's not, it doesn't make it any easier, but I just still, yeah, I still, I just want to say, I still have those uh, yeah. internal kind of battles with myself about doing it, even though I know, I know it's going to make me feel better. So I had a chat with Elke a few weeks ago as well and <laughs> made my commitment to Elke, not a commitment to a marathon, but a commitment to yeah. her. And um, she said something and I thought it was brilliant and I've now related it to like any sort of training, but this, it's a privilege to run. Mm. you know and it's the same as a privileged walk it's a privilege because uh, he's going through her own stuff and as many people do but like if, as soon as you can't do it 
then it's this, oh, fuck. Whereas actually we can all get out and walk, depending on people's situations, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that was a really powerful message to me that it's mm. a privilege to be able to run. I've now booked in three marathons for next year because I'm like, I really love running marathons. Yeah. And I'll just keep running marathons until I can't run marathons anymore because I fucking love them, That's you know. That's amazing, isn't it? And I, and, and uh, yeah, and next year Ellie and I... Uh, walking to Everest Base Camp and back. Not from Lewisham, from 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 the yes, for, we're doing we'll be two weeks in Nepal. Fuck. When and are you doing that? Uh from middle of March until early April. So it'll be away fifteen days. Two thousand twenty three. Yeah. So it's a big old thing That's to do. But thing. this year in twenty two we walked uh a hundred yeah. miles of the Yorkshire Dales and that was incredible i mean you i was unbearable when i got back wasn't i I was like oh this is the best thing ever i really love walking oh ella like no i just had to book it in ellie's dad who we went on the walk with and we went on with my my brother he's like oh i think we need to do um oh where does he want to go the amalfi coast in 2024 i said jim i can't think about it right now i'll get back to you maybe early next year just tell him to put it in the diary yeah put it in the diary yeah Yeah. i'll say let's just say another big event i mean yeah 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 yeah. let's just say yes I think that's good. And I think I've always sort of gone, oh, I don't know. Oh, I won't book it. Book fucking things in. You can always cancel it. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is what you and Amber were saying about Helsinki. Yeah. I said I might, I might not never do a marathon still. I never thought I could do a marathon. I might yeah. never do it, but I'm just doing yeah. this week, this thing, doing what I'm told, basically. So it's all it's all those things about saying yes to yourself. Mm. And that sort of ricochets into, you know, obviously in March 2023, it'll be three years since my separation and divorce and you know all those you know having my self-confidence and my worth and my value completely depleted I think doing the physical stuff and the exercise stuff has given me such purpose and such self-worth that that has bled into how I you know have now romantic relationships but also you know as a mom and all those sort of things and I think you know they go part and you know, I, I'm good at prioritising my fitness, but also myself and 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 about what I deserve. And I think, you know, when I was in a relationship, I had a partner who I didn't realise was actually very negative. And, you know, any time I did exercise, he'd always criticise it or like I'd do yoga and he said, oh, you should have done Pilates or mm. he'd be like, oh, no, you need to do this, you know. And we were running at the same time. And the last thing we did as a couple, I think it was the 1st of March 2020, because I found out about his affair on the 4th of March, was we did a half marathon together. And we started at the same time, but he finished like an hour ahead and, and all this stuff. But yeah, it was a, it was weird that we were sort of, you know, I, I do use it as a metaphor in my marriage that, you know, even though we started our marriage at the same time, he finished it and had a different approach to it than I did. Uh, and he knew where the finishing line was before I did. So mm. having an affair, you probably know it's going to end when I didn't know it was going to end. So I had to not only rewrite my future, but also re-understand my past at the same time. Mm. And he was clearly an unhappy person and he put that all on me, which I didn't understand. I didn't know he had a whole other woman and life going on in parallel to the life that we had. And I'm sure anyone listening to this who's, who's, who's gone through an affair or finding out about an affair, it's a very strange thing because you think you've got this life and then you find out that life, a lot of it was a massive fucking nice. lie. Um, so, yeah, I think now I don't know, there's a very wafty way of sort of saying how important... Um, exercise was for me just to get me back on track in terms of who I am 
uh, and yeah and there's something nice about looking a little bit different to the woman I was in my marriage mm -hmm. I know that's you know and I shouldn't use things like revenge body or revenge anything but there is something about um, I saw a quote the other day it was really good it was like the trauma didn't make me or the divorce didn't make me it's what I chose to do with myself afterwards mm. that's what made me you know my exercise affair was the best thing that ever happened to me no choosing exercise and choosing my friends and choosing and choosing you my life was the best thing yeah. that happened to me that was obviously the catalyst for change but I didn't have to I didn't have to run a fucking marathon I didn't no. have to I didn't have to lose weight I didn't have to lose weight I didn't have to do all the things I've done which now have made me a very happy person mm. and you had a few solid people around you at that point yes yeah. and 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 you know I've I've got this incredible um you know comedy wife friend Ellie who mm. is very very protective of me very yeah. very um kind and and has got my back and she's yeah she's a very beautiful friend and I've been very lucky and she's good she 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 questions lots of things and sometimes I'm like oh yes yep yeah. yep and I know but I don't hide anything from no. her which is good and um and I've got yeah really good single mum friends I've got a, a group of um two friends Rachel and Miriam who are single mum friends and I can kind of ring up and do a proper rant to them because they know what it's like when you're up until midnight washing clothes and spinning all the plates in your head and knowing that you're the only adult in the house Everything stops with you in terms of earning money, getting things on the table, making sure the homework's done. And that's a lot. And I'm lucky that the kids go to their other parent two days a week and then I get that time off. But it's, it is, it feels essential. I joked at the start going, Helen the this and Helen the runner and Helen yeah. the entrepreneur and, Helen, and, yeah. and the businesswoman. And it's true, isn't it? Yeah. You do. You're, you're spinning all those plates. It's not very often to many times I can catch my breath but again again having good nutrition and good sleep mm. really keeps my sanity because yeah. I could just be spinning out of control and I am trying it this is still my Achilles heel is the smoking mm. I know I have to quit that but um I'll get there you'll get there It'll come. Yeah. So you've well and truly reclaimed yourself, Helen. I, I, I feel like I've done it. I've had a red hot beyond, go. <laughs> beyond, well beyond it. Yeah, yeah. And it has to be said, congratulations. Cause oh, it's incredible. thank you. And all the other stuff aside, mm. it's you're, you're happy. Yeah, I am. I'm you really happy. You seem to just extend your network week on week. Down to you and Amber, you, you guys have rebuilt and re you know, very much part of that. We've had so a fun could, time. We've had a very good time. They know far too much about my personal life, Paul loves. They don't get a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting heavy weight and talking about yeah, all sorts of things. Uh, no, it's, it's been brilliant. a real joy and a real pleasure. And what I love is that then I've seen friends join Fertology and I've seen friends yes. work with Amber and that's really lovely. Uh, they're joining the cult. They're joining the, the cover. The cult, <laughs> yeah, we should just call it that. There's work to be done in the fitness world and yeah. you're very much doing that work mm. um, and we're trying to do that work but you've got that lovely big voice and you're able to do it yeah I've wanted to a lot to be... more people and I think mm. I think it's really important and I think it's strong and it's powerful I've always wanted to be very upfront about all of those things you mm. know I have done a park run on three hours sleep and had eaten a kebab at 3am yeah. and smoked fags I mean and, when and... I first met you you were totally hung over yeah oh, I was... gave you a coffee that was a bit rancid and you very politely drank it <laughs> I think I'd actually vomited that morning. <laughs> oh, and I was half an hour late. Terrible person, awful person. <laughs> She's very kind, listener. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey mm. and I'm still learning. But I, I'm 
yeah it is that balance but i'm not going to be sober i'm not going to only eat you know steamed fish and greens i enjoy it occasionally but i still fucking love a good old chicken burger and a, all sorts of things so it is um and cake and whatnot but it's good it's Both good to have that to balance enjoyed right yeah exactly and if you don't yeah cold beer in the sunshine oh. fucking joy of joys holidays last week yeah Lanzarote mm. a nice long run yeah and then met everybody on the bar at the beach oh it was just such a pleasure oh my god very lucky oh and hot chips who doesn't want hot chips on a cold day Things and like then that. the other thing we said we, we have to do is yeah like do a long run and then sit down have a big roast oh yes pleasurable we oh my god i hope and fire just to have right. another biscuit we'll do that christmas maybe after christmas after christmas yeah after christmas got long yeah 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 you. meet you meet you there oh. <laughs> helen thank you so much oh thank you mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah. Reclaiming Yourself, the podcast, brought to you with PhotologyHub.com. If you enjoyed the conversations, please use your podcast app to follow or subscribe for free.